welcome to the FPL Zone. I'm Adam and joining me will be two of my colleagues from thestatzone.com to preview the key talking points ahead of Game Week 29 of the Fantasy Premier League. On this week's show we'll be discussing transfer strategies with the potential for blanks and double Game Weeks fast approaching and, following Liverpool's first Premier League defeat since time began, we'll question the need for triple LFC. We'll also bring you our captain candidates for Game Week 29 and some rapid reasoning in our head-to-heads. With me today are Tristan. Hello. And Alex. Hello. With plenty of FPL managers starting to sweat over their remaining chips, there's a lot of confusion out there surrounding this ethereal double game week. We're not even quite sure as we speak, are we, Tristan? <clears throat> no, so we're recording this uh, Tuesday afternoon, uh, just past one o'clock. There's been no announcement yet as to whether Man City versus Arsenal will be scheduled for game week 29. Um, we're currently waiting for an announcement, expecting it in the next day or two um, so just looked actually at a Man City fan account Man City Extra on Twitter uh, they said that next week is free for both teams and top flight officials have broached the idea of playing the game on Wednesday March 11th a decision on the proposed date for the Etihad clash is expected within the next 24 hours so either way we're probably going to hear before the deadline only fans need to have a bit of notice to, to get to the game of course and um, it rem- remains to be seen if that is scheduled if it is, then that means Man City will have a double game week of Man United and Arsenal, whereas Arsenal will have a double game week of West Ham at home and uh, City away. So it'll just be that one double game week there. We're still waiting for an announcement. It might actually happen while we're recording the pod, which is quite exciting. Our first breaking news. Yeah, and if it does happen, we will, of course, let you know. Uh, elsewhere, the FA Cup game's going on this week, so that affects game week 31. So if any of the... Uh, sorry, once we know all the results of these FA Cup fifth round ties, we'll then know which teams are blanketing in game week 31. Currently, there are two confirmed fixtures for game week 31, which are Burnley against Watford and Wolves against Bournemouth. Those will definitely take place. But elsewhere, uh, we're not sure yet. Arsenal Southampton last. Uh, sorry, Arsenal versus Southampton will definitely not take place because Arsenal beat Portsmouth last night. Of course, there's plenty more fixtures over the next few days, and that will all be confirmed before the game week 29 deadline uh, and that might feed into people's transfer plans and uh, I think Alex you've got some ideas about how we can tackle that yeah stop you right there Alex got some yeah. breaking news yeah. on my on my notepad oh my I'm excited okay. let's see just what this is pass it, breaking news to Tristan right okay so that Man City Extra account have just tweeted that Man City w- want to go ahead with the fixture but Arsenal do not so they're conflicted over what's going to happen there which is <sighs> Quite interesting. Why, why would Arsenal not want to play that game? Let's see. What, I guess if one of the teams doesn't want to do it, then it won't happen. They both have to agree to it. So well, that puts it in doubt. I was, I was thinking that it was definitely going to happen, but after that, I'm not so sure, Alex. What do you think? Well, the Premier League are in charge at the end of the day. Arsenal will do what the Premier League tell them to do because they are, at the end of the day, they are the league governing body. So uh, if the Premier League insists on the fixture, which I hope they do personally, and then it will go ahead. At the end of the day, the, the game weeks are starting to pile up. Manchester City look a good bet to get past Real Madrid in the Champions League round 16. Um, they've got the FA Cup, of course, they're away at Sheffield Wednesday. Now, you would imagine they will win that game. We will find out later on in the week. They play tomorrow night, I believe. Um, and then we'll have a... That, that, that means there's, there'll be another double game week in the future because they'll have their, their game against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge will be rearranged. They're piling up. Manchester City, you know, are running out of spaces on the calendar. So I suspect, especially if, if Man City beat Sheffield Wednesday tomorrow, if we don't get an announcement, of course, today, then the Premier League may well have to step in and, and make a decision whether Arsenal like it or not. Right. 
So just had another bit of breaking news, which is, well, it's not really news, but it's a potential consequence if Arsenal, or if this double game week doesn't go ahead, which means that further down the line, there's a potential triple game week for Arsenal in game week 37. All this is conjecture at this point, of course. As, exci- as, ex- as exciting as it may sound, I think it's worth mentioning, I really wouldn't think about something like that. Let's just get, you know, the early game. You know, we've got a big blank game week coming up soon in, in 31. Personally, I think it's just a matter of, if you're an FPL manager thinking about it, just, let's get this out of the way and then focus on, you know, those game weeks coming forward because there are there is a lot of blank game week, double game week fixtures that, that could take place before thinking about a potential triple game week for Arsenal in game week 30, 37 if that was to happen. Alex raining on the triple game week parade there. Oh, I, I am. It just... Look, I look right, at it... Well, well, in, the, in the immediate then, what, what are the, um, the consequences of these FA Cup ties? Well, I think the, the big one, of course, is going to be blank game week 31. Uh, there's a good chance we're only going to get a few fixtures tops in that game week. And as a result, that will lead to, I believe, a lot of players playing their free hit chip. Uh, because they simply won't be able to field 11 players otherwise. Um, we look at Wolves v Bournemouth is confirmed, as you say. That will lead to, obviously, the likes of Jimenez, Doherty, Bolly, Jota will be well-selected amongst managers. You've got maybe Callum Wilson, Josh King will come into teams on a free hit. Burnley-Watford is also confirmed, so that will, of course, I think lots of people will go for your double Burnley defence or your goalkeeper Pope and then maybe a Charlie Taylor. And for Watford, of course, uh, Ishmael Assar, the man of the moment, the man who um, played such a big part in uh, ending Liverpool's unbeaten Premier League uh, run this season. Um, and then you look at other fixtures, you know, you mentioned them earlier, Tristan, but we'll say, you know, uh, either Norwich versus Everton or Tottenham versus West Ham will go ahead. So that's definitely, so we're going to have three fixtures for sure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Liverpool, Crystal Palace. I think this is going to be the big, this is the big fixture because I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of FPL managers will have three Liverpool assets in their team. So if uh, if Liverpool win against Chelsea in the FA Cup, all of a sudden lots of managers are going to be without three players immediately. And that, I think, hugely increases the likelihood of many managers playing their free hit chip. Yeah, that's a clincher for me. I think in terms of strategy, it's um, it kind of hinges on this Liverpool-Chelsea match. I think it's going to be very difficult to not play a free hit chip if Liverpool beat Chelsea in the FA Cup. I think, I think you just look at it as well, if you're a manager, there's a great opportunity if you can hold your free hit. If, you, if, if Liverpool were to lose the game and they played Crystal Palace at home, I think that gives you a far better chance of getting 11 players on the pitch. And I just think that puts you at a good advantage. If you can hold that free hit in game week 31, to have it available in, say, a double game week like 37, where Arsenal could, could have more than that, Arsenal could have a triple game week, that could prove absolutely worth its weight in gold if you're able to free hit on a game week like that rather than use your free hit now and then have to use a different chip perhaps in uh, in double game week 37 when that happens of course there's let's mention game week 34 as well that comes on FA Cup semi-final weekend so there will be more blanks that fixture you would expect the likes of maybe Manchester City Manchester United assuming they get past uh, Derby or four clubs competing it and then of course you look at who they play in the Premier League that week so um there are a lot of blanks on the horizon. Uh, game week thirty-one, game week thirty-four. So focus on that. If you have your if you have your wild card available, I think this is where those managers that have held their wild cards are also going to be able to benefit. So just just confirm game week thirty-four. There'll be blanks and doubles in the same game week. There may, there won't no. There will be blanks in game week thirty-four. I don't think there will be doubles. However, there is the potential for certain clubs like Arsenal for example or another club that have an FA Cup semi-final match they could have a Premier League match 
that that week that game week so for example they could have an FA Cup semi-final match on the weekend and then in midweek they could have their fixed they could have a fixture in midweek a rearranged game so okay. technically they would be part of game week 34 even though they play in the FA Cup as well alternately alternatively there could be a blank a complete blank they may not have a fixture in midweek and they just might have a blank game week 34 yeah I, I'm just I'm like you really I'm looking in the short term or medium term I suppose I'm not really looking for beyond game week 31 at the moment um, <sighs> because how can you there's, there's too many too many things up in the air obviously you want to be following Ben Krellin on Twitter for all the latest announcements in terms of um, what's going on with these fixtures he's always one of the first to know and he'll, pub- he'll publish it there straight away but at the moment, I'm just focused on these FA Cup games, how it affects 31, and that will affect my transfer policy. I think it, whatever happens, is very wise to try and leave your transfers for game week 29 as late as possible. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'll go further as if to say I'm only thinking about game week, double game week 29 and potentially double game week 29. I would really like to know uh, whether Manchester City and Arsenal will be playing game week 29 sooner rather than later. Because as an owner, for example, of Sergio Aguero right now, um, is it's just these things make a difference you know do you want Aguero in a double game week of course you do he has a great record alternatively do you want Aubameyang in a double game week if you don't have him already so it, it there are options there you know lots of people loan Jamie Vardy and want to get rid of him yeah but- another thing to note as well is the first match of game week 29 is the Saturday lunchtime kickoff Liverpool Bournemouth and it enticing again worth holding on to transfer for Saturday morning really because we might get some early team news as we have done often lately like the Vardy news that broke recently uh, before the deadline, so you know the likes of FPL Rockstar will be tweeting that information out. The, bri- if he has the, it. the brilliant FPL. Yeah. I, I want to actually just quickly for you. I do want to shout out the FPL community um, who broke the news in terms of Jamie Vardy not playing uh, in Leicester's game against Norwich. I think the news broke um, unofficially. I think it was around an, 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 at six o'clock, an hour before the deadline. And then, of course, you know, people were getting on. And then, of course, Rockstar, who normally, if he has news, it comes late on around 10 minutes before the deadline. He confirmed the yeah. news. I just want to really do want to put, take a quick time to shout out those people that are bringing us those news. As someone that didn't own Vardy, but would have been very tempted to bring him in, news like that is just so important. It is good. And also, but it shouldn't be expected at the same time. You get Absolutely, a lot of people yeah. giving them, you know, hounding them for the, this team news. If we get it, great, it's a bonus, but it shouldn't be expected. It's, you know... Whoever, yeah, whoever this guy is is probably taking some risks and get, getting absolutely. Some team news, so yeah, you can look at some people will have brought in Hia Nacho or Iose Perez or Harvey Barnes instead just so they have a Leicester attacking asset and it didn't pay off. Norwich won one nil, but for me personally and, and for you and for lots of managers, just knowing that Vardy wasn't playing, it can make a big difference to your plans and that's really helpful for sure. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of um, things to be finalised in all of that conjecture. Far too much to be finalised if you ask me my my head's spinning already and we're only about 10 minutes into yeah, the yeah just keep your FPL and just keep your ear to the ground for the, the remainder of the week and see what's announced officially but we can move on move on to our quick fire feature 20 second head to heads where we match up two FPL assets and a head to head comparison uh, both Tris and Alex here will pick the preferred game week 29 choice from two players and have just 20 seconds to give their reasons why I have a stopwatch well, I'm sat next to you now so I can see the stopwatch which is oh no no you won't be able to see it once I play it because oh. that's not I mean okay. you know points are available as you know help me out here um, invisible points no they're, they're real points Alex don't break the fourth wall they're real points <laughs> it feels they, real yeah, yeah exactly well you know the first duo to discuss is Marcus Alonso versus Matt Doherty right well I'll start and I will go for Matt Doherty 
two assists and a goal in his last two games, uh, three clean sheets in his last four. He's accrued 32 FPL points in the, within those four fixtures. And uh, he faces Brighton at home uh, in game week 29, which is a far friendly fixture than Marcus uh, Alonso's fixture, which is Everton at home. So Doherty would be my choice in this Too one. Too late, Justin. Well, I'm going to counter that with Marcus Alonso, who has uh, Everton at home next. Uh, three goals in his last two games, only 2.9% owned, fantastic differential. Proven FPL pedigree. He's had attack and returns in five of his last six appearances. He's suspended for the Champions League second leg against Bayern as well, which kind of guarantees, in my head, start in the next Premier League game. A couple at least. Nice one. Tristan wins that round. 19 seconds. Alex, you ran over. I think it was when you breathed on Marcus Alonso's name. <sighs> just that extra half a second. It's just the pressure of me against him. Oh my goodness, mate. Next up, it's Mela Sarr versus Adama Traore. Well, actually, against all odds, I'm going to go for Traore. I know he's a bit out of fashion uh, lately, but he did st- start against Spurs, and I think he, he pretty much did quite well there, and he's shown that he's still very much in Nuno Espirito Santo's plans. Uh, he put in a decent effort. He did the classic assisting the assister for Diogo Jota's goal, which is a bit, was a bit annoying. 0.4 million cheaper than Saar. Yes, he's got that shoulder injury, but he's going to play through the pain. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Your turn, Alex. Yeah, I try or not for me. He's obviously not fit. His shoulder isn't right. Uh, and with Europa League commitments coming up, his minutes will be effective. Uh, so I'm going to go for Ishmael Assar. He's vital to Watford's hope to survival. He has four goals and four assists in his last seven starts, 19 FPL points in game week 28 against Liverpool. And I fancy him to get another decent haul in, in his next fixture. Uh, one more second too long. Oh, just, it's just that extra last sentence. Stop, you should start fancying players. I think you might be the only person that cares about these seconds at the end. But I think I it's like because I am currently the one who's holding the points. One of you does not want these points. I can already tell which one of you it is, and we'll discuss that at the end. Next up, Bruno Fernandes versus Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne for me, he plays for a better team. That's the most important thing in this, because I like Bruno Fernandes, but De Bruyne plays for a better team, which gives him a better chance, I think, of taking points than Bruno. He normally plays more offensively in away games against the higher-level clubs like Arsenal, for example, when he got 19 points. He's on pens. He's accumulated 26 FPL points over the last four game weeks, so De Bruyne's my pick. OK, well, Bruno Fernandes, uh, for me, can still be seen as a differential. He won't be for long, so you need to get on him. He's the informed player in the Premier League at the moment. Two goals and three assists in his four Premier League appearances also scored in the Europa League uh, everything's going through him he's on pens wow is this, this is not the 12 seconds oh, I, 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 is not the 12 second head to head competition I can see what Tristan. all the fuss is about with him uh, and he's at the heart of everything well, well, now you've gone over now haven't you sorry no, uh, he's, he's cracked he's cracked Adam we've that won wasn't we my got best. it I'll be honest that wasn't my best next up Dominic Calvert-Lewin versus Danny Ings right well classic form versus fixture here I brought Calvert-Lewin and myself before game week 23, one of the best decisions I've made this season. Scored five in his last six games. Might be put off by his next two fixtures, Chelsea away, Liverpool at home, but he's just scored against Arsenal and United. Links up well with Richarlison and Ancelotti's got Everton motivated and playing for a European spot. Lovely one. Alex? Ings for me, he should be fully fit. After a week of training, he came off uh, came on from the bench in the last game week against West Ham he should start in this one faces a Newcastle side who have conceded seven goals in their last three game weeks and Ings also scored against Newcastle in the reverse fixture at St James's Park so hopefully uh, a bit of good well I've cracked I've cracked myself <laughs> I completely forgot what I was going to say so hopefully he does the same again hopefully he scores again Sorry. oh wow it's all up in the air this is the I'd say it's about two all there's a fifth one here um, it's all to play for Sergio Aguero versus Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Right, I'm going to put my head above the parapet and go for Sergio Aguero. He should be in line to play in the derby. He has 16 league goals this season. 
uh, chasing the Golden Boot, Premier League Golden Boot. He's got a point to prove against one of City's biggest rivals. He has great history in double game weeks as well, should one be declared. Fingers crossed it does. Uh, Aubameyang, for me, a uh, criminally underrated FPL option. I've actually never owned it myself, but I will do ahead of uh, game week 29. Less of a concern over starts than Aguero. You know, we saw Jesus start in the Champions League against Real Madrid, for example. So it's not guaranteed that Aguero is going to start these big games. Arsenal, if it is a double game week, will face City and West Ham, which I think is a better double game week overall. And with that perfect 20, well, oh 19 God. second point seven something, Tristan, you win this week's 20 second head to head. Yes, I just I did notice that uh, Alex is setting his own stopwatch. On I his did phone. also see that. Is that, is that okay? Are we allowed to do that? It's absolutely fine. Since, since I lost anyway. Well, who's, uh, I don't know who said it's absolutely fine. <laughs> I don't know who made you king of 20 second heads. Anyway, I think only one stopwatch counts, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm checking with the adjudicator if that's acceptable behaviour. No, it is. It is not. No, it's, 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 it's acceptable for you to check. It's unacceptable for him to count right, against his stopwatch. Yeah, yeah, fine. So, therefore, by default, I have given it to you. <laughs> Although, it's almost like I won twice. the beginning, Tristan, I did feel like you didn't have your heart set in this competition. But Do you know what? That's, that's the points. first time this, that I've been doing these head-to-head since we started, you know, um, adding them into this podcast, and this is the first time I've actually bottled one. You've actually, actually been red, red in the face, Alex. It's the first the time I've actually Listen. bottled a head-to-head. I'm gutted. Well, we hope that this rather strange little challenge has helped you at home. But uh, what I noticed from that selection is that there were no Liverpool players whatsoever in that entire field of 10 players for head-to-heads. Yeah. And the hysterics surrounding Liverpool actually losing a Premier League game are rather slighting to subside in the real football community, you know, the, the actual game of football that they play. Uh, within the FPL community, the ramifications are still being felt. Just an counting on you to explain Saturday's events to us. Yeah, the Watford result. Um, first of all, before I get into why I think Liverpool... So I, was, I thought I was still on the clock then. I'm not anymore. It's no, no, quite you can a relief. Breathe. It's fine. This is a normal pace. Um, Watford were very good in that game. Let's not take any credit away from them. They played really well. They deserved their win. But even a Watford playing well will not beat a Liverpool side on form or a Liverpool side that are up for it. I think it's a, it's a perfect storm of events, really, as to why we lost that game. Um, Henderson has been a big miss in midfield uh, since he got injured. He drives the team forward. He's uh, kind of the linchpin in that midfield and we've been lacking without him. This result has, for me, it's been on the cards. I know Carragher said it wasn't on the, you didn't really see it coming in the post-match analysis, but personally, I think we weren't great against Norwich. We lost against Atletico Madrid, lost against, uh, sorry, only just beat West Ham. So uh, Henderson in midfield, Lovren coming into the centre of defence now. He, even though he wasn't maybe directly responsible for these goals that were conceded, I do think that he makes everyone uneasy in that defence the whole team just, just knows that there's errors in that player and you know he's not the same player as Gomez Lovren is one of these players that needs a lot of games to, to feel comfortable him just coming in from the cold like that didn't do us any favours uh, and the front three the front three all three of them were, had an off day which is quite rare that all three of them do that now when that happens for me it exposes one of the weaknesses in this Liverpool side and there aren't many but it's the fact that there's not a lot of creativity from midfield to make up for that lack of potency up front, which which doesn't happen often, as, as I've said. So, yes, one Alden chips in with goals here and there, and Henderson, actually, before he was injured, was <laughs> going on some decent runs of um, getting a few goals. But, you know, the Ox, Ox, Ox does it now and again, but there's no real creative midfielder there. But what does this mean for the Fantasy Premier League? Well, it means if... Um if people are confident that this slump isn't going to last, 
then it means that triple Liverpool coverage is still uh, imperative going forward. Um, obviously, the Champions League, I think, it has a big impact because if Liverpool do get knocked out by Atletico, um, all of a sudden it means that the likes of Salah and Mane and Trent won't be rested in the Premier League, I don't think, up until the end of the season, which could make a, a which is going to make a big difference, let's be honest. But uh, going forward, let's look at their next game. They play Bournemouth in game week 29. Bournemouth, Liverpool beat them 3-0 in the reverse fixture at the Vitality Stadium. They do enjoy playing Bournemouth as well. They've got a good record uh, against them. I think they have uh, uh, the last five league matches between the two sides. Uh, Liverpool have won by an aggregate scoreline of 17-0. Yeah, I remember um, a Salah hat-trick last season in that fixture as well, which um, I remember captaining in that yes, game. Yes, well. same. Same. There was a. I just feel Bournemouth are one of those teams. Really, they've they've never really away from home, especially they've never really proved a, a massive threat to the bigger clubs, unless it's Chelsea. Uh, they've never proved a massive threat, and I do feel like Liverpool are going to be angry and they're going to come out with a vengeance. Uh, and if you are an owner of attacking assets of Liverpool, I would be excited. I would be considering, we'll talk about our captain's picks later, but I do feel like the likes of Salah, the likes of Mane and the likes of Firmino are good options to have in this game week. Yeah, um, I think Firmino has definitely gone off the ball a bit in terms of, I mean, I think it's blank in the last three games. Oh yeah, Firmino in terms of, we all know Firmino, in terms of goals, he rarely gets them. You know, Firmino hasn't... um, it hasn't set the world alight in terms of scoring goals. He only has eight goals this season, non-Anfield. In fact, he hasn't actually scored since game week 24. But because he got those three assists in game week 25 against Southampton, and again, though that was at Anfield, you know, his numbers still look fairly decent in terms of recently. But he has blanked in his last three. Um, he does drop deep in order to collect the ball. And you do feel, if, if you watch the West Ham game in game week 27, you do feel like, is it going to fall for him? You know, when he had that header against the post from about a yard out, when he almost got on the end of a header to score um, the winning goal, but instead it was Mane. So it's I think Mane and Salah are better options, but for me, they definitely want to be considered. What about a triple, not triple, a double or triple double defence? Is that still a viable thing? I mean, it's been one of match, course. It? People it are has to be viable. Yeah, it has to be viable, double, triple, level events. Although it would be important to know how Joe Gomez is doing and get an update on him. I yeah, think that's I think that, that is important. Um, I think it's. I've got personally double Liverpool defence. Um, is a bit frustrating when they can see, especially when they can see three times. Uh, but the fixtures are still good, and I, I do see clean sheets on the horizon for them. Well, as Alex, as you just mentioned, we have our captain's candidacies to go through. Uh, who are we singling out for game week 29? Well, speaking of Liverpool, Mo Salah obviously is the top pick. Uh, 15 goals this season, 13 of those at Anfield. Scored already against Bournemouth uh, at the Vitality this season. Got a hatch against them last season in the same game. Although this one, of course, is at Anfield. But he's done very well at Anfield this season. Um, and you do feel like it's one of those. It could be last time he played. I seem to remember a Saturday lunchtime game at Anfield. He got two goals against Watford in a 2-0 win. So um, I think he is... He's a great option for this one, obviously. I think he'll probably be the, be the most captain player again. Uh, we've also got Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who is one of the form strikers in the Premier League, uh, if not in Europe entirely. Um, afforded the night off on Monday uh, after losing in the Europa League, so he didn't play in the FA Cup. He should go straight to the team when Arsenal play West Ham. He could have a double game week as well, let's not forget that, but even even if they don't, West Ham at home. West Ham have conceded, I think it's nine goals in their last uh, three away games in the Premier League um, and Aubameyang you'd feel he did score against West Ham again in the reverse fixture so a good option I think in this one 
third option, and this is dependent on whether he's recovered from that calf injury, and that's Jamie Vardy. Uh, if he does recover from that calf injury, even though he has gone on a bit of a drought recently, of course, Aston Villa at home. Aston Villa have the leakiest defence in the Premier League. Yeah, I think the signs point towards Vardy being fit for that, don't they? At least the early quotes uh, coming out of the Leicester camp, uh, like it was just kind of precautionary that he missed out that Norwich game. Very frustrating to miss out on that game because a lot of people, myself included, had kept him through that sort of barren run in the hope that it would be overturned during this good run of fixtures. But of course, we did get the early team news, so uh, I was able to ship him out, as were a lot of others. But... Um, team said our, our site team, we've kept him, uh, Alex. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that because he's now looking a bit, a bit of a differential uh, captain choice, at least, for um, for the fixtures coming up, Villa yeah. included. It's no, Monday night, isn't it, I suppose? So there's extra time to recover. Always nice to have a Monday night captain. Absolutely. Without a goal in his last nine in all competitions, but someone like Jamie Varley as well just needs one goal. Get one goal and he'll go on a big streak, you feel. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Raul Jimenez, another option. Yeah. Uh, now, he... Um, also scored uh, last weekend, game week 28, scored the winner for Wolves away at Spurs. Um, he's one of those now, he's just very consistent, isn't he, Raul Jimenez? So consistent. Yeah. I mean, Brighton at home as well, Wolves have got, and that, that's a very attractive fixture. Brighton can't seem to keep a clean sheet. certainly days. is. Yeah, five goals in his last six league games, uh, 13 goals for the season. Uh, you've got to feel someone like Jimenez. He could get, he could definitely get a bit of a haul in this game week. Uh, of course, Di- Diogo Jota is doing well too. Let's not forget. We've got, we have to mention Diogo Jota as well. He's not one of our tips. We've gone for uh, Jimenez, but just a mention for Jota: seven goals his last three in all competitions. Definitely. It's a seriously stellar record. I mean, a few people have, have jumped on it. I think, I believe Magnus Carlsen got him a couple of game weeks ago. Of course, just he before did. he got his sixteen-point haul, um, and then a bit, I think he got twelve in the game week twenty-eight. Such a weird player, Jota. Like he does nothing for half a season as he did last season and then second half of the season he suddenly becomes like a world beater and if you saw his um, Jimenez's goal and Jota's yeah. uh, sort of creative play in the lead up to that he just looked awesome and he, when he's on form he's one of those players that you just want to get on and if it wasn't for Jimenez I'd be straight on Jota but I, ju- I just think Jimenez is more dependable I think as well he was, he's, he's classed as a forward this season Jota was in yeah. the field of last season I think that definitely makes a difference but he's not your differential tech no he's not my differential is uh, Marcus Alonso Everton at home uh, out of the team at the start of the season back in the team now in a big way in the Premier League Champions League less so he got sent off against Bayern Munich but in the Premier League he has three goals in his last two games um, yeah. goal scoring fullback we absolutely love them don't we I, th- I thought it was over for Alonso you know he's barely played this season but uh, to be fair every time he has he's, he's done something of note in terms of attacker returns well I'll, I'll be to be more precise this season 10 appearances have 4 goals and 3 assists and 71 points so that's an average of 7.10 points per appearance that's that's ridiculous Alexander-Arnold averages 5.86 per appearance which yeah. I think says all. if Alonso was nailed he would be as good an option, if not a better option, than Alexander-Arnold. Whose place has Alonso recently retaken? As the left-back, I don't think he has retaken a place because no one has had that place nailed down. Emerson, Emerson has never had it nailed season. down. Aspa has never had that position nailed down. Um, so he's benefited from the fact that Chelsea do not have someone, you know, a permanent... He's the only, you know, apart from Emerson, the only designated left-back slash left-wing-back. Yeah, he didn't... He didn't really trust him at the start of the season. He was going with Emerson, wasn't he? But Emerson, no goals, no assists. He wasn't really providing enough, either, I think, defensively or going forward. Um, so I think he's, he's figured that Alonso can fill that void. And I think you mentioned earlier, Alex, about Chelsea gone to a back three and Reese James. Yeah, well, Reese James plays right wing back. I think 
Lampard is desperate to play James yeah. and as a result he's moved Aspilicueta to left back that's not particularly worked in the four so now he's gone for the three at the back Aspilicueta central Alonso left and Marcus Alonso with all due respect to Reese James whose crossing is fantastic Marcus Alonso scores goals Oh, he's just always in the box. Position. He's one of those players, I swear no one ever marks him. He's just always at the back post. But it's like Doherty, like Doherty for Wolves. Doherty's exactly the same from the right. Comes in and you don't, before you know it, he's in, he's, he's in the penalty. He's by the penalty spot. You know, one of his goals again, that's exactly his goal against Spurs, you know, in this game week. So, I, along said all this, I do think it's a brave FPL manager that captains Marcus Alonso. Very much so, but if big risk, big reward. Mm-hmm. Would you bring him into your team in the, in the least? I'd say if I was wildcarding, I'd be very tempted. Oh, definitely, yeah. If I was wildcarding, or free-hitting, I'd be very tempted. Yeah, Doherty and Alonso, to be honest. Um, it's those, again, those attacking fullbacks that, that everyone loves and that are just you know, one of the most popular positions in FPL. Um, you'd, you'd be going down that route at the moment. You know, Trent, Alonso, Doherty, well, three that would be. Uh, who are your captains this week? If, you're, if you had to make a claim now... Obviously, double I, game I would, I would go. Game. I would say Aubameyang because not only even if they don't have a double game, West Ham at home, I think is a fixture he scores in. So I, I'm so boring my captain picks, as you know. But I, I'll probably go Salah. In the last four game weeks, I've captained him. He got 16 points, 16 points, and then two blanks in a row. So he's due one, isn't he? <laughs> Oh, I'm trying not to say that. He is. He almost he got is. through the entire podcast. Bo- something. It's Bournemouth at home. At home. Uh, yes, I, I think I will go Salah. It, it, you know, I'll wait for the team news. If we do get anything from Rockstar before the 11:30 deadline, um, you know, may, maybe Salah gets a rest. For example, we'll see. If not, I think Aubameyang is a great shout as well because I'll look at bringing him in. Well, that's all we have time for today. Uh, plenty of stuff rests on tonight's uh, Tuesday evening's F, uh, FA Cup match between Chelsea and Liverpool. But uh, we'll be tweeting out from our... We will, yeah. We'll, we'll seek to do some updates on our Twitter account about these doubles and if anything is confirmed and the blanks. Yeah, we will. Like I say, keep an eye on uh, You'll be doing accounts that, within the FPL community. Yeah, we'll probably be quote-tweeting the likes of Ben Krellin, hopefully, when we get some updates. And uh, yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed we get something. It's very important, I feel, coming forward. It's an important time now, the most important part of the season, without a doubt, from an FPL perspective. Yeah, and plenty more content on the way, of course. From that captain's piece that you were referencing, Alex, that'll be up uh, later today and Tuesday, uh, along with plenty more you know, head-to-heads. Uh, predicted lineups towards the end of the week. Fixture analysis. Yeah, the lot. God, I've been trying to end this podcast for about five minutes. Uh, what website would that be on? Oh, it's uh, thestatzone.com, Adam. Thank you. And what Twitter account would we be using? Be using a Twitter account with the at thestatzone. Thanks, All lowercase. Cheers. Uh, thank you for listening and downloading our podcast. If you've enjoyed it, <laughs> I have, as you can tell. Please feel free to give us a review and spread the word. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud, and beg your friends to do the same. I've changed it from make to beg. Um, have you done that, Tristan? I've coerced a lot of my uh, friends, friends and family. That's yeah. good. Alex, you said last time I've you'd... coerced a lot of my imaginary friends to do this. <laughs> good news. Uh, goodbye from Tristan. Bye-bye. Goodbye from Alex. Goodbye. And from me. Thanks for listening. Brought to you by The Stat Zone. <laughs>